Senior Pastor of Northview Baptist Church, and please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. Pastor Wolfman. Thank you for the opportunity. Let's pray. God, we come before you this evening, and we thank you for the wisdom that is in this room. We thank you for the desire to come before you, to humble ourselves and to pray. We ask now, Lord, that you will grant wisdom, that you will grant guidance beyond our years, that we will think more of the future than of our present, and that, Lord, you will be glorified in what is done. In your name, amen. amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. <coughs> Please call the roll. Ms. Doyle? Here. Ms. Graves? Here. Ms. Johnson? Here. Ms. McClellan? Here. Mr. Riddick? Here. And Mr. Mayor, would you excuse me after the formal session? Yes, sir. Mr. Thank Riddick. you. Mr. Smeagol? Here. Mr. Thomas? Here. Mr. Alexander? Here. Uh, the motion is to dispense with the reading of the minutes of our previous meeting. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Mr. Clerk, please read the resolution certifying the closed meeting. I have a resolution certifying a closed meeting of the Council of the City of Norfolk in accordance with the provisions of the Virginia Freedom of Information Act. Adopt the resolution, Ms. Doyle. Aye. Ms. Graves. Aye. Ms. Johnson. Aye. Ms. McClellan. Aye. Mr. Riddick. Aye. Mr. Smeagol. Aye. Mr. Thomas. Aye. Mr. Alexander. Aye. Uh, good evening. For the benefit of those who do not regularly attend a council meeting, uh, the first we take up procedure items. Uh, the procedure we take up first is ceremonial items. Next, we'll take up public hearings, and then the consent agenda, which will be voted on in the block. If any member of the public or the council wishes to discuss an item, that item will be removed from the consent agenda and considered separately. Following the consent agenda, we then take up regular agenda items in the order as they appear on your docket. Upon the completion of the agenda, we take up a new business to come before the council. To address the council, you should have registered to speak in the lobby outside prior to 7 p.m. When your name is called, please come to the podium, state your name, and please limit your comments to three minutes. Mr. Clerk, PH1. Public hearing one scheduled this day under the state law public notice having been inserted in the local press by the city clerk to hear comments on the issuance and sale of the general obligation capital improvement notes on a revolving credit line basis. Please call the roll. I have an ordinance reauthorizing the issuance and sale by the City of Norfolk, Virginia, of general obligation capital improvement notes on a revolving credit line basis. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Mr. Clerk, C1, C2 will be considered in a block. Okay, approve the consent agenda. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Mr. Clerk, R1. R1 is an ordinance authorizing the issuance and sale by the City of Norfolk, Virginia of up to $275 million in general obligation refunding bonds to refund earlier bond issues. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R2. R2 is an ordinance to repeal sections 38-128 through 38-133 regarding yard or garage sale permits to amend and reordain sections 38-105 and add one new section 38-113 of the Norfolk City Code 1979 so as to delete the requirement for yard sale permits, allowing special police officers to enforce and prohibiting more than four yard or garage sales per calendar year per property. Please call the roll. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? And just a quick note, it made me think of this. Um, maybe planning can look further into this. And I don't know if anybody else has had any issues with this, but um, we, a few years ago, allowed churches to be able to have multiple permits 
uh, amount of sales, and some churches have turned it into a regular event of um, selling new items. And uh, we've seen it hopping around different churches where they're selling like tools and things. And I know that some constituents have been upset with that because it's not what that intent of it was, which was, I guess it was meant to be bazaars and craft shows and things like that, but they're turning it into um, actual thrift stores um, and other things. So I don't know if down the road that's something to look into, but it made me think of that with uh, this eye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Mr. Riddick, maybe two. Yes, thank you. Mr. Mayor, I have a, a couple of additions. All right, Mr. Riddick. Uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Bull, when it on. I have an ordinance to schedule a council retreat on Monday, October 29, 2018, to move the location from the council chamber of the City Hall building to the Jordan Newby Anchor Branch Public Library at Broad Creek. Dispensed with the charter requirement for Eden Orts and Adopt, Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. And I have a resolution appointing or reappointing 23 persons to three boards, four commissions, two authorities, and one committee for certain terms. Adopt the resolution. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Mr. Riddick, you now can be excused. Thank you, sir. <laughs> All right, uh, new business. Uh, Paul Davis. Yes. Okay. Please hand that to each, each member of council. If there's one short, I'll get you a copy. What you're going to receive, and here's pictures you can hand this around to, and this if you would give each member one. Um, there you go. Put another one for somebody in case they're short. What you have before you is a title search for my father. By the way, thank you, Mr. Mayor, for coming to River Four Shores. Uh, this is our community. You may recognize some of them. You had ice cream last week. I did. We thank you for that, Vice, Vice Mayor Thomas. We look forward to seeing you next month. What you have in your hands, though, since I only have three minutes, is proof that the city, an element of the city, I'm not saying you gentlemen or you ladies, but there may be a reason that you could be involved. There's this proof there's corruption in the city. And what it is, is it's the title search of my father. When they built the original 64 project, Brock Farms Realty sold them the Virginia Beach side of the highway. In order for them to receive the $200 million from the U.S. Department of Transportation 30 years early, there's only one waiver. There's only one loophole. Brock Farms Realty had to own the other side of the river and all the water rights. As you can see, the picture with the red outline pattern of the program is where Brock Farms Realty set up with the city of Norfolk, or elements of the city of Norfolk, uh, a property that uh, contains all of the water rights for the project along with the wetlands. The purpose was to avoid a 30-year wetland study. This proper property, if you look at the property sheet that has it on there, you'll see the property was created January 31st, 1997. Of course, my father owned his land since 1957. So we were there 40 years before this property even existed. Now, how do you say, do I know that? Well, when I was a 14-year-old kid mowing grass in the backyard with permission of the Army Corps of Engineers that my grandfather sought to get, we got permission to cut the wetlands and, and found out we could cut it like grass from then on because it would all grow back every time, like grass. So in the process, I was mowing with one of them big old highway lawnmowers and it backfired and it all caught on fire jumped the river and burned all the way to Pleasure Point. Well, the city of Norfolk had refused to build on Pleasure Point because they thought it was all some sort of wetlands until I accidentally burned it down. And then they got to develop that property as Pleasure Point. Now, today, they claim that they own the property by, on, the, on the Norfolk side or the old Norfolk side of the highway that backs up to my daddy's property. And now they claim they own three quarters of my backyard, my father's backyard. Now, we just proved the title search proves you don't. And the title search that proves you don't means that on the waiver that Brock Farms signed to the federal government, it means that that's a lie. And that being a lie means it defrauded the federal government, the city of Norfolk, VDOT, defrauded the federal government of $200 million to get it 30 years sooner than to go through the process of, as you know, as eminent domain where you send us a certified letter, tell us you're taking our stuff, and then pay us what you think it's worth. But you didn't do it the proper way. That would have been the proper way. 
Instead, you tried to squat on it, or elements of the city tried to squat on it, and steal from this 93-year-old man sitting here. It's, that's ridiculous, and it's sad, and it's disgusting that this happened in my city. I went to Norfolk Christian. I was born in Norfolk General. This is, I am Norfolk, and I'm disgusted. Thank you for your time. Um, Mr. Davis, before you leave, um, Mr. Pishko, did you, did you want to assign someone to, to work with Mr. Davis on this, our city attorney? Can that you, sounds like a good idea. All right, so I would love, we actually are very amicable to as a, there's 20 felonies that we've counted so far. See, because when we proved that I own the Mr. land, Davis, we, it became, I know, Davis, I'm with you, yeah, but it became. So let, let me, let me have Mr. Pishko, our city attorney. Yes, sir. To, uh, to work with you and your father. Oh, yeah, and Gary Byler, he's our attorney. Got it, okay. Well, Mr. Pishko will be getting in contact with you. I have your contact information. If you Thank fill you, this sir. card and your telephone number, uh, if not, please leave your information. I would be glad to. Okay. And thank you. We, we, we've come to you because I went to the city auditor. We've started an investigation into it. Yes, sir. But we're 49th on a list of 48 investigations in front of us. All right. Could you do something about that for us, yes, please? Yes, sir. Thank you thank for you. coming. Thank you for your time and have a good day. Thank you, sir. Uh, Gerald Edwards. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Edwards. Good evening, City Council members and ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to say that my name is Gerald H. Edwards. I am the president of the Richard Bowling PTA that's located on Princess Anne Road. And I've come here for the following reason. I applaud the City of Norfolk first for the redevelopment of the Broad Creek area, particularly the apartments or the townhouses which are there the new Jordan Newby Library, which is fantastic, and of course, the Richard Bowling Elementary School, where two of my grandchildren go. I'm here to, because my concern is about the traffic congestion that um, began for me last year when I first started working with that school. And it was not culminated, but one of the things that has occurred since was the death of a, a little boy trying to get across Princess Anne Road during uh, rush hour. So I'm asking the city, and I know the city currently is doing some work out there surveying perhaps the volume of traffic that is occurring on that stretch of Princess Anne Road. I'm asking for you to also ask a traffic planner or engineer to come out and look at some of the congestion which is created, particularly at dismissal time in front of the school where the cars begin queuing up in front of the scoop, snakes around past the library and through the broad community, which creates more congestion and some frustration. I'd like to say also that we're asking for the speed limit to be further reduced. Currently during the school hours, it's 25 miles per hour. We're suggesting that perhaps it can be lowered temporarily until the, a, a survey has been done and completed. I'd like to say also that um, Perhaps more information needs to be disseminated concerning the times that the traffic guards for the school are dismissed. The traffic guards get off at 4.15 in the evening. But last week, I guess perhaps a person who had heard about the incident with the death of the little boy spat on one of the traffic guards. And so we think that if uh, some more information concerning what's going on at, uh, in that area of Broad Creek would be disseminated by the city council, the city government rather, that uh, the the people who traverse that area daily, like I do, perhaps will be more aware of what the, what the problems are and will slow their speed down. Thank you so much and have a good day. Thank you. Hi, Mr. Edwards. Mr. Edwards, Mrs. Graves was saying Edwards. hello. How are you doing, Mr. Edwards? All right, okay. All right, Tisha uh, Bateman. Ms. Bateman? Ms. Bateman, Taisha Bateman. Okay, we'll come back to Ms. 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 Bateman. Uh, Letitia uh, Latham.
Hi, Mr. Mayor and the members of the City Council. How y'all doing again? My name is Leticia Latham, and I am a resident at 1354 Kenton Avenue, Norfolk, Virginia. And I am here today because two weeks ago, I stood in front of you all after a 12-year-old Gregory Bateman Jr. was struck and ran over by a moving box truck. As he was given the signal to cross the street by a driver of a city of Norfolk vehicle after leaving the library. Gregory's life could have been spared had proper and adequate traffic lighting been installed during the development and building of Richard Bowling Elementary and again when the Jordan Newby Anchor Branch at Broad Creek Library was built. The city of Norfolk has failed to uphold one of the vision statements and that's for neighbors be, design, be designed so that people of all ages can know their neighbors and travel the streets and sidewalks safely. I'm posing that the city of Norfolk adapts the plan Vision Zero, a multinational road traffic safety project that aims to achieve a highway system with no fatalities or severe injuries involving road traffic. Vision Zero is a strategy to eliminate all traffic fatalities and severe injuries while increasing safe, healthy, equitable mobility for all, including those seniors that live at Franklin Arms and individuals traveling Princess Anne Road. While often referred to as accidents, the reality is that we can prevent these tragedies by taking a proactive, preventative approach that prioritizes traffic safety as a public health issue. Mr. Mayor, your stance on public safety in neighborhoods is Norfolk residents need a place to feel safe where they work or have fun all throughout the city. And Ms. Mamie B. Johnson, when you were running for city council, you, at, you said what made and makes third, Ward, third, Ward 3 great isn't what one city council member does. It is what we do and accomplish together. And again, that's why I'm here to stand forward and say that we need this traffic light in Broad Creek to find out what is the plan for it to make our neighborhood and our streets safer. Thank you. Thank you. And Carmichael. Ms. Carmichael. Good evening. Good evening. Ann Carmichael. Nice to see you again, Mayor Alexander. We all want a safe city in which to live. However, a lot of alcohol-related venues are proliferating throughout Norfolk. Alcohol and drugs are addictive agents and have serious consequences, even death to the user, to the innocent. MAD, which is Mothers Against Drunk Driving, reports two out of three people will be affected by alcohol. Two out of three people affected by alcohol. The World Health Organization states that three million people die yearly from harmful use of alcohol. There is talk about a brewing company's interest in the former Bank of the Commonwealth, 1901 East Ocean View Avenue. This location is predominantly surrounded by residential property there is a 7-Eleven next door, which of course sells alcohol. The area has outdoor space where patrons could congregate, talk, play music, causing a noise problem for surrounding residents. School children and working people who leave early mornings need a good night's sleep to function properly the next day. Please. And also, uh, that location is close to the beach, access to the beach, and I can foresee people going there, drinking a few beers, going to the beach and littering and talking loud, and of course, by that time, maybe some will be inebriated, and I don't know what would happen, but there are residents that live along there that need their sleep too and don't need a bunch of people continuing their partying over on the beach side and uh, messing up the beach. So please stop this epidemic. Our lives and well-being are in your hands. Please protect our citizens and visitors by keeping our city safe 
from the over this overwhelming problem. Uh, how much time do I have left? Does anybody know? Oh, well, a, a personal note. Personal note: A good friend of mine had an executive position in a big company in this uh, in Norfolk, and um, she got addicted to to wine. And she said it just tasted sweet, and she just loved it. And so now she's divorced. Her only child lives with the husband, her former husband. And she's a senior in high school. And I don't know if my friend is ever going to make it to see her daughter's graduation this year. She's in such bad shape. And she almost died. Excuse me. She almost died because she had, was drunk for like four or five days and hadn't eaten. And it's just a real problem. And when you see it that close, something does need to be done. So thank you for your time and attention. Thank you. Anna Boeing. Ms. Boeing. Anna Boeing. Good evening. Hi. I'm Anna Bowen, and I am a survivor of an alcohol-related accident. This happened on Hampton Boulevard at Old Dominion, my alma mater. And the guy was so drunk, he, uh, he crossed the middle line, came over into my lane, going in the opposite direction, of course. And uh, I tried to get out of his way the best I could. I went to the right. I was in the left lane. I went to the extreme right lane. Well, he kept coming. He hit my car and went up the sidewalk on the grass and hit. He didn't stop until he hit the technology building on the campus. I mean, this is really pathetic. This was about uh, lunchtime during the day, and uh, the man was uh, had a position at the naval base a safety position, I might add. So, um, you know, we we want to have responsible citizens. You want the tax revenues coming in from the taxpayers. And uh, I see alcohol, all these uh, alcoholic places popping up all over town. Uh, in some areas, they're like on uh, every second or third block. And, uh, you know, when you have alcohol places, you the crime usually goes up. <clears throat> uh, there's And it takes more um, city uh, revenue. The uh, profits, uh, the revenue dwindles down because of the law enforcement that has to take care of uh, alcoholics on the street or drunks, whatever. And... Um, EMTs and chaplains and so forth. It's just it perpetual. It's perpetual problem. And uh, why? Please tell me why. I because I can't figure it out. Why we keep having more and more places, more bars. In fact, um, there's some family friendly bars, and you bring you bring your kids to the bar. And they play games while you drink. Or say the parents or single parent starts drinking and continues drinking. It only takes what, one, one to two drinks to, for you to be impaired. So uh, why are we having all these places all over our city? Um, this city was my birthplace. My dad was active in civic uh, organizations. He was president of Rotary. And I just say that because he was interested in keeping us away from the bad section of town, so to speak, where all the bars were. So please, uh, please consider the resources you have. MAD, M-A-D-D, they have plenty of uh, literature. Uh, the alcoholics are 20 to 30-year-olds. Now, they're supposed to be paying your Medicare. They're not going to be responsible citizens. Thank you for your comments. And uh, thank you very much. You're welcome. 
Jerry I, I say God help us. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, Jerry Foley. Evening, Council. Uh, my name is Jerry Foley. I live at 3130 East Ocean View Avenue in Norfolk, Virginia. First of all, I'd like to offer kudos to the entire council, and in particular those of you who are visibly taking a lead to resolve the issues that have arisen from the result of a no-kill push for a resolution. Uh, by hitting the pause button on a no-kill resolution, you've demonstrated a positive step to listening to the entire animal welfare movement in Norfolk and surrounding cities. I'm heartened that you have seeking out and questioning genuine subject matter experts in this field. I see no reason that you would not continue to do your due diligence and work with the available resources in Norfolk to foster a spirit of cooperation and we'll all arrive at a better animal outcome. After all, that's what this whole thing is about in its entirety. Having said that, I would be remiss if I failed to reiterate the resolve of the supporters of Norfolk Animal Care Center. As a group, we will not confuse motion for progress, nor will we confuse effort with results. Thank you again, and we look forward to working with you on this important issue. Uh, Jennifer Alamari. Good evening, Mayor and City Council. My name is Jennifer Alamari, and I live in Chesapeake, Virginia, and I'm here to save the Hershey Bar. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Christopher Bowler. Good evening, my name is Christopher Bowler. I'm also here to help save the Hershey Bar. Thank you. Beth, Beth Booker. Um, is it okay if I yield my time to someone who got here before seven but they wouldn't let her sign up? Because she has something prepared. I was just gonna come say hey to y'all. Um, no, 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 wait a minute. Um, have her to see the clerk sitting there and, and Beth, you, you come on and speak if you so desire. You need to see the clerk. If you get it before seven, see Mr. Muse, please. Yes, ma'am. Okay, you, great. You, yes, see him, thank you. All right, Beth. So please. good evening, council. Um, I'm also here um, in support of the Hershey Bar. Okay. Hat. Um, <laughs> Hannah uh, Dominguez. I'm Hannah Dominguez, and I'm here to save the Hershey Bar. Thank you. Uh, Bree Hawk. I know y'all know mine's not going to be that fast. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Bree Hawk, Belinda Hawk, boss lady, Bree, comedian, Bree the lesbian, 96X, Bob FM here in Norfolk for um, 15 and a half years. Those work for a reading, but not looking at you folks. Um, Thank you for giving us a place to talk about this. The Hershey Bar is not just a, a bar. It's um, a home for a lot of people that don't have one uh, in the traditional sense. The last time that I spoke to you guys, Ghent had just won the award for the country's greatest neighborhood. We all know it's called Gay Ghent for a reason. Uh, the majority of people that live there are gay. So um, uh, you're welcome for the greatest <laughs> neighborhood in the, you know, in the country. Um, I'm proud of that though. I'm from Norfolk. I live in North Carolina right now. My thing is, is um, a lot of people are afraid to come out and talk to you guys. A lot of people don't even know what's going on. I'm finding this, you know, with going to the radio station and doing stuff since I've been coming back and forth, that even the people in the gay community don't know about it. And the ones that do, a lot of them are afraid to come out. You guys are looking at me, what are they afraid of? Everything. Everything. Same reason, and I'm not comparing being black, Asian, or anything else to being gay. But when there's a group of people that are being held down, and um, ridiculed and basically a place that we call home that is 15 years, by the way, away from being a historical landmark. We don't have any of those. That'll be a great thing for the kids coming up that, hey, Norfolk, I live in Norfolk, we have a historical uh, LGBTQ historical landmark. You guys probably think that you're sitting there and your decision to buy the Hershey Bar, and I know you guys didn't chase down the Hershey Bar. By the way, there's a lot across the street for sale, no one's in it. We're asking for an extension. You didn't chase the property down, you don't have to buy it. Um, give us time to find someone that can fund it. We know there's issues with the property. That's why they couldn't get funding. 
Um, that's not their fault. That's not our fault. Uh, there's just not a lot of places that you can go and really feel like you're at home, and that does that for, for a lot of people, not just me. And this isn't about being gay or straight. This is about having a place that you um, feel like no matter what you can go to. If you need help, you can go to. They have, they've let people through their door without paying a cover, right? Uh, it's not about drinking either. The person says they don't have money. They take them to the back and to the side and hand them 100 bucks and say, hey, go Billy and Ned, we know about you guys. They do that to people all the time. Just so they can be a part of their community. Doesn't matter if they have money, be like, here you go, go have a good time. That's what they do. And that aside, fundraisers for cancer, fundraisers for people dying, fundraisers for houses, fundraisers for everything. So I would like to invite you guys out on October 27th to the Hershey Bar. It will be music, comedy. Um, we're trying to save our bar. I'm not leaving. Um, so y'all gonna have to take me out with the bulldozer. Um, again, there's a piece of property right across the street with no tenants in it, same size lot. It is for sale. He would love to sell it to you. Um, we would like an extension, please, because um, that's what I feel like is going to happen soon. I know this is going to be crazy, right? So you take all the gays and you put them in the gay museum. We're going to charge out your streets a dollar and a half just to see them. So, oh, no, it seems to go. We know what we had when it is gone. Please don't pay Hershey Bar to put up a parking lot. Uh, Sarah Holstead. Come back. I was like, what? Not my hair? Not for my hair. I'm sorry. Sarah Holstead. Hello. Hi. Uh, my name is Sarah Husted, and I am the president of Odie's Sexuality and Gender Alliance. Whew. I'm an intern for Outwire 757, and I sit on the board of a nonprofit called the Transgender Assistance Program. And I only tell you those things because I'm only able to do those things because of historical people and places before me who paved the way. So I always like to start with that because I didn't write anything and that was for my last speech. So <laughs> I'm reusing it. Um, I just want to say that I'm here in support of the Hershey Bar and um, I want to make a comment about the last time I was here, I was told that this is not a homophobic city council. And while I am tempted to believe you, <coughs> actions do speak a little bit louder than words. Um, and intent does not always mean impact. Um, and hearing that from an all straight and all cisgender city council tells me that you're not listening to us. And that hurts coming from a young person who would really like to believe that my local government is for me. Um, I'm not a huge fan of voting. I do it in harm reduction. But this has really showed me that voting might not be the best way. I don't know. It just, it's really disheartening. And I, I'm honestly, I don't, I'm speechless at the treatment um, from the city council and the city as a whole, I am very sad and disappointed. And I wish that my city would protect spaces um, that support me in my community. So thanks. Barbara James. Good evening, council. Uh, my name is Barbara James. I live at 5729 Azalea Garden Road in Norfolk. Um, I am here because uh, I am disappointed as well in the sale and specifically the destruction of Hershey Bar. Um, several times here in council, uh, we've had a, a woman here by the name of Jackie Rochelle who has mentioned that other bars in our area might offer us LGBT nights uh, once a week, once a month. Um, and I, I noticed this last, it's been since this previous city council meeting, that one of the spaces that she offered up to us as a safe space, uh, the Broadway restaurant and lounge, had a shooting um, at midnight. And this was on a straight night. I mean, this wasn't, this wasn't on a a special LGBT night. This was on a regular everyday night. So I'm thinking that this wasn't um, so much of a safe space. And I certainly wouldn't feel safe going in as a group of LGBT people to a bar that does not normally harbor LGBT people. That's it. Thanks. Uh, Mary, Mary James. Good evening. Good evening. My name is Mary James. I reside at 5729 Azalea Garden Road. 
I am here to save the Hershey bar. Mr. Mayor, it seems that you have the authority to assign someone to help because you did that with him just a few minutes ago. So why have you not assigned somebody to help the Hershey bar? Robin Love. Good evening, Mayor Alexander, city council members. My name is Robin Love. I live in the Roland Park neighborhood of Norfolk, and I'm here again to speak on behalf of the Hershey Bar. Much has been made of the fact that the owners approached city council with the offer to sell the property, as if that completely absolves city council of any responsibility for the resulting closure of Virginia's oldest lesbian bar. We all know it does not. Much has also been made of our approach to contesting this sale. We've been told that we're going about it the wrong way, that we should have voiced our concerns before the sale was finalized, that we should have known about the impending sale had we regularly attended city council meetings. Judging from the public attendance at the past several meetings I've attended, I think it would be accurate to say that the vast majority of Norfolk citizens do not attend city council meetings on a regular basis, if ever. While it would be great to have all of Norfolk so civically engaged that everyone attends every council meeting, it just isn't possible or logistically feasible, which is why we elect council members who we think will best represent us in city governance. To admonish us for not having attended council meetings regularly ahead of the sale is disingenuous. We voiced our concerns to council as soon as we learned of the sale. Week after week, we have been here telling you that Hershey Bar is an important community gathering place for Norfolk's LGBT citizens that it isn't just another bar that has actually saved lives. We have told you of its historical significance as Virginia's oldest lesbian bar, and that there are only two lesbian bars in the entire state, the other being 100 miles away in Richmond. We've told you of the importance of bars in general to the LGBT community. We're asking city council again to hear us and understand the importance of Hershey Bar to our community. If, as you say, the sale is legally a done deal, there are still options for saving Hershey Bar. You have an opportunity here to, de to demonstrate to the entire city and state that Norfolk is welcoming to and supportive of its LGBTQ citizens, that Norfolk is truly welcoming and supporting of diversity. An economic revitalization of five points can include Hershey Bar. As we've seen on the Granby Street corridor, bars can be integral to revitalization. The parcel of land at Five Points could be developed into a beautiful LGBTQ-friendly zone containing Hershey Bar and other businesses or nonprofits that are supportive of the LGBT community. If I'm being too hopeful or idealistic here in my proposal of an LGBTQ-friendly zone, at the very least, the city should financially assist Ms. Stone and Mr. Tyndall in relocating Hershey Bar to a facility nearby that offers affordable space and off-street parking. In closing, I'd like to say that all of this brings into sharp relief Norfolk City Council's need for education on LGBTQ issues. I suggest that Council seriously consider creating an LGBTQ advisory committee that would meet regularly with Council members to address concerns of the LGBT community and find innovative ways of utilizing city resources to help address issues affecting its LGBT citizens. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, Hunter Nexinger. Hunter. Hi, my name is Hunter Knopfsinger. I'm here to speak on behalf of the Hershey Bar. Um, there, I just want to say that there are very few places in Norfolk or Hampton Roads as a whole where I feel 100% comfortable being 100% out and open with my sexuality, and the Hershey Bar is one of those places. And to see it being actively ripped away from the uh, LGBTQ community is absolutely heartbreaking, and it makes me angry to no end. And I'm just very disappointed. <coughs> Kathleen Rhodes.
Good evening. My name is Kathleen Rhodes, and I'm a resident of Norfolk and the director of the Tidewater Court History Project. I'm here tonight to talk about Hershey Bar, and I want to start by personally inviting each of you to two events ne next week with Dr. Marie Cartier, and that's what the flyer is that's coming around. She's a scholar and theologian who studies the history of lesbian bars in the United States. At 6 o'clock on Thursday, October 18th, she'll give a talk about the history of gay and lesbian bars, how they functioned as social spaces, political spaces, and as sacred spaces. And then the following night, we're going to have a community gathering where Dr. Cartier will discuss the importance of queer spaces right now in 2018. And she'll focus in particular on how the Pulse nightclub massacre reinforced for many people the importance of, indeed, the need for LGBTQ-specific spaces. After that, a community conversation will follow that addresses the ways that queer spaces function in Norfolk and how and why those spaces still matter to the community. Many of you on the council expressed regret about your original vote on the Five Points property, and several of you say that you uh, do not wish this vote to define your feelings about the LGBTQ community. I hear you. I think it's important then to do everything you can to resolve this issue and ensure that this doesn't happen again. I assure you that many, many more queer citizens of Norfolk than you see here tonight believe this issue indicates that you don't care about us. And I think this because I hear it from people over and over again. I also understand that many or all of you believe uh, that is, oh, I'm sorry. Um, hang on, I lost my spot. Um, <laughs> Okay, I, 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 okay, so I assure you many, many courses, and so, okay, you got that part. Um, I also understand that many or all of you believe that's not true, that you feel that you support LGBTQ people. I hope that you will show us that by engaging with the community and by hearing Dr. Cartier's message about queer spaces and their continued importance. Lastly, I'll offer a final suggestion. Several council members have tasked us, a, a group of community activists working to save a local bar, with coming up with alternative plans for that bar. The city, the current owners of the property in question, and the Five Point Civic League are all eager for the area to be developed. This is commendable, but part of our frustration is that by your own admission, there are no plans for the area. It is deeply painful to hear that a historic queer space is slated to be demolished without a clear plan for what will replace it. Losing the space is devastating, but losing it without a plan has led many queer people in this city to lose faith in their local government. So why not fully incorporate Hershey into a plan? Why not capitalize on the opportunity to send a clear message of inclusion and acceptance by preserving and in fact celebrating the fact that Norf Norfolk has the state's oldest lesbian bar, a fact that is very important. Why not use this opportunity to mend relationships with a business owner who has been a good citizen in this city and make Hershey Bar, perhaps a brand new and improved Hershey Bar, a cornerstone of five points? a symbol of its revitalization. If the city and the Civic League never intended for the bar to be a target of this development, why not make it a symbol of the city's vitally important diversity, a symbol of progress and friendship and cooperation? Thank you, I'm, thank I'm you, not a, Rose. can I, I promise I'm really close. You're, I'm not a developer, so Your time has okay, expired. Okay, um, I just hope you can meet us halfway, thank you. Thank you for coming. Sarah Stump. Hi, good evening. Hi. Um, my name's Sarah Stump. I reside at 2801 Colonial Avenue, and I'm here to save the Hershey Bar. Like many people before me have spoken, we're all very emotional, and it's very close to us because there's nothing worse than not having any safe space, and I know that's a buzzword nowadays, but there's nothing like coming home to a group of people who have never met you before, but just knowing you can walk into a building and know you're actually safe. It's not like going to the grocery store and wearing certain clothes so you don't get called slurs or you're not followed in the parking lot. It's just, I've only been to the Hershey Bar twice. I've only lived in Norfolk for um, less than a year now. I've lived in Hampton Roads for most of my life, but I've never had a sense of community in the state of Virginia until I went there. And I just want you guys to kind of see us as humans and as emotional 
but logical creatures just trying to save our safe space we've carved out with blood and sweat and tears. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Kathleen Casey. Use my timer here. All right, thank you for allowing me to speak. Uh, my name is Dr. Kathleen Casey. I uh, have a PhD in American history and a graduate certificate in women and gender studies. And I'm currently an associate professor of American history and gender studies at Virginia Wesleyan University. I'd like to provide a little bit of historical context as much as I can in three minutes. <laughs> to explain why the uh, eradication of her, the Hershey bar is so important and so hurtful. When we look at American social movements in our nation's history, whether that be the long civil rights movement or the various waves of feminism or the ongoing LGBTQ movement, space has always been key, not only to developing community consciousness, but to survival. Historically, bars have been male-dominated heterosocial spaces. In fact, during World War II, several cities even passed laws prohibiting women's entrance into bars. But for the last 35 years, queer women from across Hampton Roads of different ages and races have attended different schools, worked at different jobs, lived in different neighborhoods. But all these women were able to form a queer community because they had the space to do so. The critical space they had and continue to have until the end of this month is Hershey Bar. The fact that the Hershey Bar has survived for 35 years, making it one of the oldest lesbian bars in the nation, is evidence of the persistence and tenacity of its patrons and their desire to find and be with others like themselves. Those who identify as LGBTQ have experienced themselves as different for their whole lives. Almost anywhere LGBTQ people go, whether it's the workplace or the gym or the doctor or out for a walk, they are always made aware of their difference. Our fiercely heteronormative culture does not let them forget their difference for a moment. I shouldn't need to tell you that gay and lesbian people have been isolated, ignored, labeled deviant, insane, beaten, forced to submit to electroshock therapy, locked up, and even killed for who they are. As recently as 1974, the Diagnostic Statistical Manual, used by all American psychologists, categorized so-called homosexuality as a mental illness. Gays and lesbians were not allowed to serve openly in the military until 2012. They were not allowed to marry until 2015. Still, trans men and trans women who serve in the military are in danger of losing their jobs and health insurance. And as you know, in 2016, a gunman walked into a gay nightclub in Orlando, Florida and killed 49 people in one of the deadliest mass shootings in American history. Even in the year 2018, LGBTQ people can still be legally fired for their gender and sexual orientation in this state. Studies show that discrimination has plagued, uh, the, the discrimination that has plagued LGBTQ people in many different forms for so long is actually increasing, not decreasing. According to the FBI, LGBTQ people continue to be the targets of hate crimes more than any other group in America. LGBTQ people have used spaces like the Hershey Bar to form their own chosen families when their families have kicked them out. When they are old enough to do so, they run, not walk, to gather at places with their chosen families, like the Hershey Bar. When you enter the Hershey Bar, you can put down your gender normative scripts, you can dress how you want, and you can have open and honest conversations with people you don't have to hide from or explain yourself to. You can express affection with little risk of harassment and physical assault. Most importantly, you can put down that armor that you carry with you everywhere else you go. Dr. Casey, your time has expired. This is why the Hershey Bar must stay. Thank you. Uh, Taisha Bateman, did, did she ever come in? Taisha. Miss Bateman, are you here? Okay. Uh, Danny Lee Ginn. <laughs> My name is Danny Lee Ginn. I reside at 3844 Dare Circle. You all know me very well because I've been coming to every council meeting for the last 10 years. Uh, trying to get answers to two questions. Uh, when uh, Mr. Alexander took office, uh, he set up a new group of rules. And in those rules, under Section 5, 
Part D, uh, it states that anyone who walks to this podium uh, can be denied uh, the ability to speak. Uh, if the members of the council uh, deem that they do not want to hear what is being said. It also states that the council has the right to stop anyone from presenting their viewpoints if they have already been spoken about. Uh, of course, we know this cannot, cannot be enforced. When I approached Mr. Alexander and said, why did you leave this rule uh, under your administration? Uh, he very slickly said, well, Danny, I'm not going to have anybody arrested who walks up this podium. Of course he's not. Uh, but the problem is that it is a rule that is written, and it is a rule that the majority of the people of this city do not know whether it can be enforced or not. And therefore, uh, as I have suggested, it should be removed uh, from uh, part of the rules and regulations. The second question that I opposed this council for some 10 years, uh, and it goes back to Mr. Smeagol, who was very upset in the informal uh, meeting uh, just a few minutes ago, uh, that the scooter company was bullying the city of Norfolk uh, by simply dropping off all these scooters. Uh, yet, Mr. Smeagol and the rest of you uh, have yet to address the bullying behavior that has ever that has also taken place in this very chamber. Some of you have been bullied personally and humiliated. Uh, he has bullied citizens, uh, Mr. Riddick I'm talking about, uh, and uh, he has uh, used derogatory terms uh, towards white people uh, when he was not satisfied, both housing authorities and citizens as well. Uh, you sit here in silence uh, week after week. Uh, I've just simply suggested that in order for the people to know where you stand in regards to bullying and intimidation uh, and racist remarks, uh, to have a 90-second vote uh, of a vote of no confidence. Uh, but I always uh, seem to receive the same uh, reaction from all of you, a wall of silence. So I guess I'm going to be coming here for another 10 years. Thank you. Um, Mr. Muse, do we have any other speakers, sir? Yes, sir. All right. Council adjourned.